0: All right, hello everybody and welcome to Pickleball Therapy, the podcast dedicated to your pickleball improvement. Hope you're having a great week. So far so good this week for us. We're uh we've wrapped up our first week of camps and we are heading up to the uh, up to Pictona in Holly Hill, Florida for the Florida Cup. Excited about that, the 2022 Florida Cup. And then we're uh, back in Tampa next week for some more camps. So uh, we are in the middle of our Tampa camp uh spring camp, Tampa camp sessions. Uh CJ and I and so uh, it's a lot of fun, and we're looking forward to working with all the campers and uh, helping them grow their game. This week's podcast, I wanted to talk to you about a story that we use at the camp and use inside the system. It's not original to us, but it's a story that I think will help uh, help you appreciate. the. Uh, it's a, it's a basically a tool for learning, right? So we're going to share with you a tool for learning. It's a cup of tea story. You're going to like this. And I was reminded of it by a comment that I got on a post that I put in the Pickleball Forum on facebook regarding a video i shared that was an interesting response by a gentleman and show you how limiting sometimes we can be to ourselves and our learning and then in the riff i'm going to talk about line calls right that's an area that seems to create some consternation for folks when we're out playing and and create some disputes on the court so i'll talk about that in the riff so stay tuned for the podcast the most complete pickleball resource available anywhere is the Pickleball System. Access to an unparalleled library of Pickleball information as well as your success path. You can find out more at thepickleballsystem.com. I'll link to it below. This last week I posted on on Facebook, just sharing a video, right? It was a a video that we had done several years ago called Cover the Middle. It's a really good concept. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend you go check it out. Uh, It's called Cover the Middle. Uh, Basically, it it talks about who covers the middle shot, middle attack shot when you're on the return team because one of the returners is moving up, or not one of the returners, the returner on the return team is moving up to the MVZ line. So basically there's a middle sometimes exposed. And so who should cover that ball? And uh, so I just shared it on on the forum. It's been a while since uh, it's been out, and uh, you know most of the comments were were thankful and positive about the you know about getting that information. But there was one gentleman who responded. a Gentleman named David. It's it's public because he put himself on Facebook anyway. But he basically said something like you know there's this little thing called communication communicate with your partner and then you know sort kind of a snide snide guy but whatever um but the issue is this right so i'm i take it in good faith so i re- i replied to david and i said and i said something like yeah i love communication i do you know i think it's great when you're on the court to communicate with your partner however this particular instance we're talking about is not communication driven, right? It's a, it's basically, it's a set play sort of a thing because it occurs in a, in a situation where you can't really communicate because the partner is moving up. Um, and so there's really no communication there. And so I just, I just suggested to him, you know, this was a specific situation. And so really, even though communication is great, not here. And he, he basically wrote this, I don't know, this is long, ridiculous reply. And then I basically said to him, I said, you know, did you watch the video to which he responded? Nope. I know the answer. I know how to deal with it is communication. He just repeated himself. And so led me to think about a story that we like to use at our camps and also in, inside the system, uh, which is a story of a, it's a Zen master, right? And he's uh, he a man goes to visit him at the temple to learn about Zen. And the man who comes to visit him is a, a, apparently a very important man in his area. And he, Basically, tells the Zen master he wants him to teach him Zen. And the tone of his voice and the Zen's understanding of the man's background, uh, you know, tied together in the sense that this was a person who believed himself to be a very important person. So the Zen master suggests to him that they share some tea. So the, they go to a room where there's some tea. And the Zen master hands the, the gentleman a cup and starts pouring tea. And he keeps pouring tea and he keeps pouring tea. Until the tea runs over the cup and spills into the man's lap. And the man all of a sudden just yells out, says, what are you doing? Why do you keep on filling up my cup of tea like this? You know, why are you, it's too full? Stop. And so the Zen master looks at him and says, just as this cup cannot receive any more tea, you cannot receive any more information. Basically, your cup is full. Come back when you're ready to receive the information. And it reminded me, the comments from this gentleman, David, reminded me of that full cup of tea, right? That basically, you know, David knows all the answers, right? Uh, Frankly, not sure why he's commenting because he has all the answers, but that's okay. Um, But, you know, he's a person who is not open to receiving additional information about the subject, not even watching the video to see whether, you know, what was said in the video made sense or not. He's just going to comment on a video without even watching it. And so I think if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably not, you're probably open to information, right? Otherwise you wouldn't be listening to this. I'm sure David doesn't listen to this, but I would suggest to you that you check yourself from time to time. Okay. Because I think as humans, it's normal. And listen, I'm guilty of it too, right? Where we think we know all the answers. Uh, Jill, my wife reminds me sometimes, you know, when she's telling me something, I'll assume that I know what's coming next, right? So I'll, I'll basically fill in what I think she's going to say next. And I'll, sometimes I'll interrupt her, which is not correct for me to do, but I'll interrupt her. And then she'll say, wait a minute, but that's not that's not where I was headed with that. Right? I was going to say this and then I'm like, "Oh, okay. That makes sense." And that's the cup of tea, right? So initially my cup of tea in that situation is overflowing, right? I know everything, so why am I I don't need any more information. But then once I empty the cup of tea some, right? Put a little tea, out, drink a little of the tea or spill it or whatever, it doesn't matter, just get it out of the cup. I'm then open to receiving additional information and and perhaps reevaluating the situation. And it's the same, again, for us when we're out, uh, whether we're, you know, listening to something or out on the pickleball court or whatever. Sometimes our cup of tea can get kind of full, right? And, you know, we've watched the videos, we've seen the stuff, we've read the material. And so when we hear something that maybe doesn't agree with that, uh, either we, you know, we just throw it out right away or we aren't willing to take it in at least process it, right? Now, this isn't to say that you should receive everything that's said to you, right? I want to be clear about that. It's not like you need to be, okay, whatever you want to tell me, I'm open to it, right? I'm open to just doing it. But you should be open to receiving it in a way that you can at least process it and understand it. And that's frankly why CJ and I think it's so important for you not just to know the thing to do. You know, a lot of times we get asked the question like, what do I do here? And that's fine to know that answer, right? That one specific answer. But it's better to really have an understanding, a growing understanding, right, of the entire framework of pickleball. Because then what happens is you have this cup of tea that can receive the information. You process the information and you could say, okay, I'm going to take that information. I'm going to consume it, right? I'm going to drink the tea and I'm going to add it to myself or I'm going to put that information to my cup of tea. I'm going to analyze it and I'm going to just dump it out on the, you know, into the sink, right? Because it's not something that that. Once I've processed it, once I've you know analyzed it with an open cup of tea, open mind, right? Then uh, I can make a decision that this uh, fits into the parameters of the game, the framework of the game, the way that, that I am learning it, the way that I'm understanding it, the way that I'm growing in it, right? Uh, I can bring that into my game or I can make a decision not to. So you basically, you have that, going back to the cup of tea, you have the cup of tea, it's empty, right? Which in David's case, it was not. So David, just to round out the story, David was not able to receive the information that was provided in that video, right? Which is about covering the middle in a very specific situation. And I'll tell you something, it's something that is super important when you're playing to be able to do this without, uh, and there's no time to communicate. If you watch a video, you'll see what I'm talking about, cover the middle, where basically there's just no, you can't really communicate in that situation. You just, the one player covers it because there's a, you're you're exposed. But in any event, he's not able to receive that information because his cup is full. So if he had received the information and then made the decision, you know what? I disagree with what you're saying. I'm going to put it in the sink. That's fine. You know, that's that's his choice, right? With given his framework and his understanding of the game. But to not even receive the information with an open mind, process it before putting it in the sink, right? Basically just letting it pour over the cup without ever receiving it, that's where we run into trouble. So, suggestion at the end of the day is have your cup of tea prepared to receive good faith information, obviously, right? Which in this case, I think it was clearly good faith information. So be ready to receive good faith information, particularly if you know that the provider of the information is, again, acting in good faith, is trying to give you bona fide good information, which, you know, if CJ and I are telling you something, it is because it is something that we're trying to communicate with you <laughs> in good faith to try and help you with your game. So, If the communicators, you know, everything's in good faith, receive the information into your cup, process that information, and then you can decide, am I going to drink this tea or am I going to put it in the sink? So hopefully that'll help you as you move forward with processing information, because I think it's really important not just to, we all want to improve, we all want to learn, right, the game itself. But sometimes we have to remind ourselves, uh, we have to basically learn how to learn. So let's work on our learning, how to learn, and then we'll be able to better learn the actual information that we want to improve our game. In the riff, I'm going to talk about line calls and how those can disrupt your pickleball game and how to deal with it. So stay tuned for the riff. Most pickleball players spend a lot of time thinking about and comparing pickleball paddles, but you know what's more important than a pickleball paddle? Your shoes. Are you wearing the right kind of shoes to play pickleball in? If you're not sure, consider trying out shoes that are designed and made specifically for pickleball. Tyrell shoes are the shoes that CJ and I both wear out on the pickleball court. Remove any doubt about whether the shoes you're wearing are right for pickleball. Check out Tyrell shoes, I'll put a link in the show notes. Protect your most valuable asset out there, your body, with the right shoes. Wear the right shoes and play longer on the court. I mentioned earlier about the uh, pickleball forum and the post that I had in there about cover the middle and one of the things you know that we try and do, CJ and I try and do, is go in there and answer questions. You know that are again, if they're made in good faith and there's serious questions that we can help answer, strategy wise and things like that, principally, then we try and provide that information if we can. Uh, sometimes you know, like we'll get a paddle question or something, and again, we try and share information for players who are in earnest looking for answers to questions because that's a good use of the forum. But a lot of times, what I see in there are posts of players who basically want either validation or um, yeah, Validation is what they're looking for uh, to whatever their position is on a controversial call, right? And a lot of times it's line calls. You know, basically they'll post either a mock-up or a video and, and ask for opinions on whether that ball was in or not. And, you know, it, I guess, you know, that's a use of the forum. you know, and it does generate a lot of uh, act- activity. I mean, you know, you'll get, you'll see 250 comments on, a, on a, those kind of posts. Um, I frankly don't find them particularly constructive posts because I just don't know what the objective is. And actually, Scott Lippitz, who's pretty if you're on the forum, you know, Scott Lippitz, he's one of the most active members of the forum and has been in forever, been in there forever. But, you know, Scott actually made a post asking why why do you post these things? And, you know, I don't other than, again, getting validation or, or stirring the pot some, I don't know what benefit it has to post it on there. Um, again, if you're asking a question specifically about, you know, how do I make this call in this situation? That's one thing, right? But if it's simply, you know, here's a video, what do you think? You know, is this, is this, uh, you know, how would you call this? Um, you know, I just don't know what the benefit of that is in that, in that context. Right. And so what I wanted to do is talk a little bit about line calls and how we deal with them. And I would suggest the following. I would suggest when you're playing pickleball, right? Um, bad line calls will happen. Uh, in fact i think i've said i may have said this before on the podcast i'm 100% sure i've made bad line calls when i've played not intentionally not on purpose but i'm positive i've made bad line calls and the reason i'm positive about that is because i'm positive that i'm fallible right i'm 100% positive that i'm a human being and i'm fallible and i'm 100% sure that my eyes sometimes don't communicate clearly to my brain uh, what's going on around the, in the world uh, in fact if you if you just think about your optical system and how it works it's based on like time delay, you know, reconstruction of things, imputed colors. Uh, I just heard recently that there's some there's some suggestion that the the human the humans d- did not see blue until recently, based on some fact that in old texts there's no blue referenced anywhere. In fact, like the the sea is call is uh, referred to as like dark wine or something like that. So I mean, it, it, the point is that you know we we are all fallible, right? Uh, I think we all most of us, I would say, work, you know, we walk through the world in good faith, trying to do the best that we can as fallible beings. And so, getting torqued up about a, a line call made by an opponent, for the most part, I would say 95% of the time, is probably not worth it. And so, what I would suggest to you is, uh, maybe a little bit of uh, I'm trying to think of the word. It's basically it's it's forgiveness, but there's another word that's better for that. I'll try and think of it before the end of the podcast. But basically, you know, where you where you understand that your opponent is just like you, just trying to get through this, trying to get through life, trying to get through the game, trying to get through the situation uh, as best as they can, doing the best that they can with the uh, with a fallible set of tools available to them. And so, unless you suspect, you know active malice right unless you suspect um you know and there listen there are some folks that will actively make bad calls right that's a different situation and if you're dealing with someone who's making actively making bad calls in that situation um i think the solution is don't argue with them right just whatever let them have the call i guess and then uh, you know we we have the a piece called no thank you in the on our on our website you're welcome to read it we are in the blogs but next time that that paddle comes up with that player, you just don't play. You do not play with that player, and that is a way to that is a much more constructive way of dealing with someone who is actively, you know, active, engage in active wrongdoing as opposed to simply making a mistake on a call. And so again, when you're playing, I would think you give the benefit of the doubt to your opponent if they make a call that you disagree with life right you just move on play the next rally and keep going right it's just keep playing and then if they if it happens repeatedly and and it's something that you know it, it seems like it's a it's a trend of this person or a habit of this person you can choose to have a conversation with them i guess if you want to and find out where they're coming from maybe they have a problem with their vision that you don't know about i don't know you know it could be something like that but if you think it's malice right if you think it's intentionally malicious like you know intentionally calling the wrong making the wrong calls every time or not every time, but when they do it, then I would suggest simply not playing with that person rather than engaging in a tit for tat back and forth on particular line calls. Because here's the thing, if they're coming at it with malice, then your arguments with them aren't going to hold sway anyway right because they're they're not coming from a place of good faith so those are my recommendations on line calls hopefully that'll help you enjoy yourself more out there Uh, i've heard of games actually uh falling apart because of line calls in other words like people walking off the court in friends you know not like the malice situation and that's unfortunate and so hopefully that'll help you just maintain some perspective when you're out there and dealing with adverse situations which can come up when you're playing pickleball So I hope you enjoyed the podcast this week. Hopefully those tips will help you. Remember to keep an open mind. Keep that cup empty. Receive information from good faith folks and process it within your growing framework of the game. If you enjoyed the podcast, please rate and review it. It really helps us reach other players. And as always, share it with your friends. If you enjoyed it, they probably will too. Share it also on social media because we have friends in addition to just our text, uh, text on our phone. Have a great week and we'll see you next time.